0: Welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, the podcast where we head down the road of the supernatural and beyond. So sit back and hold on as we take a ride together to what lies in the unknown and beyond the veil. Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson presents guest host, relationship coach, Allison Verge. Struggling to meet your true love? The dating game today is more demanding and cutthroat than ever. The world has changed tremendously in the last decade. Technology, attitudes, culture. It's a brave new world out there, and the rules of dating aren't what they used to be. In this episode, Allison discusses relationships and how to find your dream partner. And now, your host, Daniel Jackson, with part two of Overcome the Obstacles to Finding Your Ideal Partner Without Dating Apps.
1: Why is she sitting so close? (laughs) I I just was not picking up on it and that when we talked about it later, she's like, I was sitting closer to you because I really like you and I wanted to be with you. So and I was like, oh, okay." And and then we got up on the dance floor and then me, I was trying to maneuver us away from everybody else because there were so many people on the dance floor. And I was kind of like moving her backwards and she just bumped into a wall and I bumped into her and then we had our first kiss and then. And then we ended up talking till like six o'clock in the morning, and then that was they, it. They, yeah, that was it. Then we both kind of knew, and then we were supposed to go out on an, our second date. And I was on my way over to see her in in my car, and I got into a car accident and I hit a deer. And uh, and I thought to myself, oh, maybe this is some kind of omen. But then I was like, you know, no. I, I so I called her up and told her what was going on, and she was she was thinking. Oh, maybe he's just trying to get out of the date. But I mean, but then halfway through it, I said, "Look, I, I, I can just borrow my mom's car until my car gets fixed. Can we go out on another date?" And she was really excited. And then, oh. and, but our our very first date that we had was uh, was eight years ago on Valentine's Day, and oh, we've been together so ever since. Yeah,
2: but you bring up a good topic of that well, in essence, flirting and you're not alone though. Like I can't believe, and it goes both ways though, from women and men, we do not get each other, right? Like right. I also specialize in that, I deal with male female energy and it's, it's amazing how we don't pick up on the cues when we right. each think it's obvious, right? Like right. I actually say that to my boyfriend, I'm like, I was giving you such clear signals on our first date that I liked you, which I never, do and he's like you were and i go he goes i I wasn't sure if you liked me or not i'm like what i I was it was so obvious i was like just like getting you know close and i was like flipping my hair and like you know i was just i was smiling at him and i was just like i was like how how, what other signal did you want that i was
1: really into you There, there's the other the other, there's other signals that women could do, but then again, if they do them, then that's a little bit, you know, some of them yeah. are just over the top. And you don't want to do that because you don't no. want to give them the wrong signal that exactly. is gonna cause someone else, right? You know?
2: No, but I was like, I was definitely like giving the signal that I was interested. Like I'm, I'm leaning closer. I'm flipping my hair. I'm looking right at him. I'm smiling. Like when you're not, when a woman and a man like is not interested, we lean back. We tend to put our legs a little bit, almost towards the door. If it's visible, we, we cross our legs. We usually cross our arms and we're like, Hmm. Yeah, we might look around the room a little bit and look back,
0: stare
1: off into space.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We're not we're not going like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Like, we're not doing that. Right. Like it's that's the sign or, you know, if we keep looking across the room, if we keep looking over and looking away and looking over and meeting your eye, like we're interested, we are interested. Right, or, or if we're walking right by you when there's many other ways, like, and then looking at you to go to the bathroom, we're probably interested, and that that's a sign. But the guys don't get it, right? So no. I also tell, like, keep your eyes open. Like I always tell my clients, girls, but everywhere you go, the second you go out your door, like, get off your phone for one, and keep yeah. your eyes up, smile everything's an opportunity like obviously not yeah. lot of someone's married i'm just saying smile at people you also make people's day when you smile at them so smile look around you because you'd be surprised and just meet people's eyes and smile right but yeah i I, I tell
1: people all the all the time when i whenever i go anywhere whenever my wife goes somewhere or something like that i walk into a, a walmart whatever, as soon as i come past somebody and they, they even just look at me i just say hello and they go Hello, how are you? you Mass murderer. Who is this guy? (laughs) Yeah, because we we spend so much time and so much energy trying to avoid each other. Then you know we could spend just a little bit of going saying hello, and yeah, you'll brighten up someone's day so quickly, and we just realize it because you see people, and you'll see people looking at you, and they're looking at the front logo, and they're like, you can see them getting like oh, I got to move a certain way so I can get around this person. And when they try yeah. that with me, I just go, hey, how are you? And they go, oh, I'm good. How are you? Great.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and I always tell them, be good and don't do any stupid shit. You know, so <laughs> that's my thing. But uh, yeah, that's what I usually do at the end of these episodes as well. But yeah, uh, but all we have to do is say hello. And if we would do that a little bit more, then this place would be a little bit better.
2: It really would, actually, because it's become so impersonal. Yeah. And I, I just look around the room and even at couples at dinner tables who've gone out clearly in a date night and they're both like this. Yeah. The whole date. And I, it just makes me feel so sad.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, my heart. Social media has ruined being social altogether.
2: It has. No, and it has. And all, I'm, I'm one not one for head. it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People are just sitting around. You know, you see 13, 14 kids sitting together and they're all talking to each other through Messenger. What's yes. wrong with that picture, right?
2: No, it's it's a big problem. I tell my kids that I'm like, can't you communicate outside of that? Come on, get on the phone at least and talk.
0: Yeah, I you know, couldn't I imagine
2: constantly.
1: I couldn't imagine how the dating world uh, was going uh, when COVID was here. Uh, I mean, still kind of here, and everybody was out on a date with a mask on their face. I just, oh my goodness, I wouldn't be able to. No thanks.
2: No, it was well, people some people had masks, but like a lot of people would meet for walks and they would meet right. and they walk six feet apart. I know that happened a lot. So they, they didn't know yeah, wear masks, but they met some people met in parking lots in their cars with the you know, windows rolled down and they would talk with their cars apart. Yo, boy. Uh, people got very creative. People went grocery shopping together um it was just i heard a lot of interesting stuff some people demanded a covid test back then they were like more serious covid tests right like at the hospital so it was usually very accurate now the rapid antigen tests are you know maybe not quite as accurate but i know some people demanded a covid test before they went on every day right
1: yeah that's crazy yeah i I know it's like (laughs) hello. i mean I, i i wouldn't mind some of it i mean because you know When I'm walking along and talking with someone, I'm also, you know, looking at their expressions. I had to see expressions. I can't see that with a mask on your face. And I want to see their body language. And, of course, being a man, you know, I got to check out the attributes and all that stuff. So uh, I got to make sure the attributes fit uh, what I'm looking for. So, uh, uh, yeah, but doing that with a mask on your face, I just... It was so hard when you would go to a store and you'd see somebody with a mask on your face. People used to smile and say hello. And all you could see was their eyes and they're just giving you like that. Oh, is he going to cough on me? Look, I hope not. You know, so. Oh, yeah.
2: And heaven forbid you do cough. It's like, yeah. oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> oh, I would cough. I would just go, <coughs> COVID. <You> know, and,
2: <laughs> That's okay. hilarious. Because
1: you know I don't give a shit. That's why. So, yeah. <laughs> You you are hilarious, Daniel. <laughs> I so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I have absolutely no filter, and admit to having no filter, uh, because as I tell people, uh, God didn't create words; He gave us an ability to make sound. So yeah. you can say any word that you want to it begins with the letter F that doesn't sound like fire truck, and He really doesn't give a crap as long <laughs> as we're not putting that negative energy on someone. So if someone wants yes. to say asshole all day long, great. But if you want to call me an asshole all day long. I don't give a shit because uh, yeah, I don't. Cause, yeah, because they're just words. And uh, and just because they're coming out of your mouth, I mean, doesn't mean anything to me. If you don't hurt, hold any merit with me. And, and uh, they're just words. I don't care. You know, I, I don't. Some people take things to heart too much. I don't I just go, I look at them. And when they get done, I go, Are you done? Yeah. And then I turn around and walk away. Do you not have to say anything? You don't have a response for me? No, why would I?
2: Good for you. That's really great advice, actually. It's not easy for most people to do, but it's actually very effective. It also, even, I know that's not your intention, you're just not caring and walking away, but yeah, if you care, it actually hurts more. Like that actually, you're actually getting... At that person, the best by actually not responding. Yeah, they're just, like, "What?" I,
1: I always tell people, I don't want to apologize to anyone for me being me because if you're offended by something I say, I only have to deal with you once because you'll walk away, and that'll be <laughs> that. Yeah, that is true. I, got a I have a different outlook on life. That's all.
2: Well, no, it, it's good you're being you, and that's how you draw people in, right? And that's the same with dating. Is You be you and you're going to draw in that right person by being you. You can't possibly draw in the right person for you by being someone else.
1: Yeah, because like, you know, when we were kids, you know, my my mom or dad or anybody's mom or dad would say, why can't you be like your brother? Well, I'm not my brother because I don't see the world the same way. I don't perceive the world the same way. And physically, I'm not him. So got to be me. That's it.
2: That's awesome. Well, it's clearly worked out for you, and now you're with this wonderful woman. And well, it uh, didn't
1: work out all the time because I <clears throat> met three or four hundred others, so you know. <laughs> but now
2: you've got a great story to tell. So there yeah, you go. Yeah,
1: because uh, when I was back on uh, back on the East Coast, I found out I was dating every crazy chick on the state of Delaware, so that was okay. But uh, but yeah. <laughs> again, you're, you're finding out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And the only way you're going to do that is by going out and trying it. You know, you can't, you know, you can't just sit around with your thumb up your ass all day and do nothing and just think something's going to happen for you. You're you're going to make your, your life happen. You you do all the time. You go out and get jobs and you go out and get into other situations and you're doing that because you're, you're doing it. If you're not doing anything, what do you expect to happen? You know, it's not just going to I love
0: that too.
2: I love that. Cause I do hear some people say, you know, I believe in fate and if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. It'll just come to me, but then they're not getting, like they're literally staying in their homes and doing nothing. It's like, do you think the, like it's the pizza guy is going to knock on your door and that's it. Like you actually do have to still put yourself out there. Like I understand maybe yeah. leaving a little bit to fate, but you actually have to take some step.
1: Yeah saw a picture on Facebook one time I was this monk and he said silence is bliss I said no it's not because you're not doing anything you're not getting anything out of silence I mean it's okay like I I meditate and you'll get you'll get answers and stuff through that but unless you actually follow through with those those questions and those answers that you're getting you're not doing anything. You can't just sit there and get nothing or get something from nothing. You're just not. It's not going to work, you know. So you have to go out and do things. We weren't. We weren't put on this planet, on the, on this world, to sit here and do none nothing. We are social social animals. Yes. We are meant to get together and be with each other together. As you know, the the, the president said this, but the, this is. Beyond the president, and he said, "Oh, we're all in this together. We have always all been in this together. We just need to figure that out." That's all.
0: Yes,
2: yes, no, it's true. You have a lot of wise words there, and I love the fact that you've never given up because most people would given up. And I and I still
1: haven't given up in a sense because, uh, as you know, uh, when you get into a relationship, you have to work at it. You have to constantly work at it. You can't just get into it and go, "Okay, everything's okay now." It doesn't work that way.
2: No, you have to nurture the relationship, as I say. You you can't. That's what a lot of people I hear that too. Um, Relationships shouldn't take work, right? And I, I don't believe that at all. It, it. I like to take call it nurturing. It is nurturing, and you have to meet every once in a while and talk about things. And you know, you just do stuff. Like I even believe in like forming a little bit of an agreement. Like this is what I need out of the relationship. This is what you need. Like you know, it's. There's lots of things you can do, but even just understanding each other, like I'm a big believer in the love languages and just that's how you kind of compromise. And this is the way you operate. This is the way I I operate. Let's meet in the the middle, right? I try
1: that with my wife all the time. She says, what do you need from the relationship? I said, I need you to cook dinner. And while you're (laughs) cooking dinner, do it naked but no, yeah, no.
2: But, uh, every every man's fantasy.
1: Yeah, yeah, every man's fantasy goes right down the tubes when uh, when they get a hold of a real woman who who doesn't put up with that shit. But uh, <laughs> but uh, absolutely, well, yeah.
2: they might, but as long as you do something that they really want, like something. Yeah, like
1: yeah. Nobody wants to see me cooking and or walking around naked all day long. Like
2: well, that. maybe yeah. something different, right? Maybe yeah. she. You know.
1: Yeah, I, I look pretty good in clothes. Other than that, I look better in closed doors and the lights out. So I, I get. It. But, uh, but yeah well, you have to uh you have to this is this has to be uh people say oh it's 50 50 no it's it's 100 and 100 percent. you got to put into it because you're only gonna you're only gonna get out of it what you put into it and if you're not putting anything into it you're just thinking that that uh, your man should follow you around or your woman should follow you around like a puppy dog that doesn't work you know yeah no nope. if you yeah. if you want that relationship go get a puppy dog because that's because you um, know that's, one, that's the only way that works because he he knows you know not not going to bite the hand to feed you. Well, well you know if you, if you're both able to do things at the same time, then yeah, you can't expect that person to just you know be subservient to you or, or vice versa. You know you have to you have to work you have to work at it.
2: No, absolutely. I can see why your current relationship is working out.
1: Yeah, and the other three or four hundred did not. So you um, <laughs> <so,
2: laughs> write so, so, a book.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually just did write a book, but my book is some uh, something different, something about you and I haven't discussed yet, but we'll talk about that later. But uh, so so what what is your uh, your take on your big advice for people? But let, let me let me hear your plan on how it is that you uh, start from start to finish, get someone into a healthy relationship. Into a healthy
2: relationship from, from start yeah. to finish. Well, from start to finish, I think, okay, so I already talked about the, you know, working on you. So once you've worked on you, and you've really figured out who you are, and really figured out what your values are, and what your plan is for the future, and that obviously can change, your vision for the future can change based on what happens in your life. But that is an important component, too, because which people often don't take into consideration. They meet people, they get so wrapped up and then they it's like, oh, wait, you didn't want kids. Oh, oh, uh oh, like that's a problem. Or wait, if you're older, it's like you wanted to retire in Florida. Like there's no way I'm moving to Florida. My family's here. I'm never going there or I don't even like to travel. Like these are things that are important to know right off the bat. So once you really figure out what you need in a partner and you choose that partner, then it's really important to, you know, to in order to find that partner to really, like I said, develop some sort of plan of action of how you're gonna meet them. And so thinking outside the box of what can you do besides just online dating and bars, right? Which are the two things that most people do is online dating and bars. And Sure, there's nothing wrong. Like, with doing that. And I do believe, you know, some online dating, but I would really, when you really do a deep dive, like we can come up with a list of like 50 to hundred other things that you could be doing to sure. meet people. And also then when you're very clear on who that other person is, you can actually go to some places that you would have never thought of that that person who is right for you, where they would be. You know that. And it, again, it's always advisable to do something that you would enjoy so that you're not sitting there going, I went and did this and didn't meet anybody. And now I'm bitter. Right. So.
1: Oh, but. yeah. Yeah. I've met people like that. Like, I hate to say it in, in the way they did this, but, you know, they met their current relationship at a strip club. And then they, you know, after they meet the girl and then they start dating, her. oh, I don't want her to do that anymore. Well, how do you think you met her? Come on. Really? I mean, you know,
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, that's that's not going to work. Um, but then also, like, ensuring your confidence, you know, is built up because there's nothing less attractive than, um, you know, an insecure person. And we don't have to be 100% confident. People have insecurities. And those are hard to fix for life, right? Like, it's... But to work on that, because to be honest, confidence is more attractive than even, like, looks sometimes. Like, I think we've all met somebody who's super confident. We're like, they instantly become more attractive, <laughs> right? Confidence is very appealing. You don't want someone too overconfident, like cocky, but somebody who's confident really carries a certain air about them. So to be, to build that confidence and belief in yourself, I like to call it like, what's your unique selling proposition? So like, that's like, again, I sometimes like to equate it to business. Like, so what are your best qualities? And to really be clear on what those are. And then I really work with people to to develop their dating skills. So it, it was actually quite shocking to me how much people wanted to work on communication. Like they were like, I just don't know how to communicate. Like, I don't know how to talk to people on dates. Right. I don't know what questions to ask, Well, I don't know how to flirt. That's a big one, but even just questions. And it's really based on what we discover like about that person, we come up with some really great questions to ask that are very natural, but can extract a lot of information about that person, even on the first date, to know whether they would be a a good candidate for them. So we we do a lot of work on the dating skills. um, And once we get past that, and also how to make dating more efficient for them too, because I'm a believer that people waste a heck of a lot of time dating that's not necessary
0: oh like,
1: absolutely yeah you and you go and before you go out and they like we we're saying you got to know exactly what you want too i i uh, i have a little story i, I remember going to a, a restaurant with with my my buddy hooters i went and uh and at the end of it the waitress came up to me and she, she said okay here's your bill and she says oh and just to let you know i put my phone number on there. maybe we could uh, and i was i was like when she came back to the table i said look i said I appreciate your phone number, and I said you're really nice and you're really sweet, but you're way too young for me. And she said, "Oh, age is just a number." And I said, "Yeah, but your number's too low." And I said, "I said, but you're really cute, but uh, uh but but uh, how about your mom? Is she free?" <laughs> you know, because yeah, you know, what does your mom look like? Is she free? And she's like, "Oh, oh, no, 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 yeah, she's still married to my dad." I was like, "Ah, oh, that's a bummer." I said because I figured you know if you're good looking your mom's got to be pretty good looking. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was like, no, nah, I'm so, you know, I'd I love say, I that I, I was 40, uh, 41 years old, you know, she was like 25 and I'm like, what am I going to talk to a 25 year old girl? I have, I had no interest in Britney Spears and, and, uh, and, and, and all that stuff. So no, I'm just, you know, not interested young lady, but uh, I a
2: hope day. a lot of women hear this, Daniel, because you've said a few things that, i always try to tell my female clients and it's hard to hit home because they all think that men want younger women and they all think that men don't like read profiles or don't write long profiles and i'm like i i also coach men and i'm like i, I keep t- i can tell you that there's some really amazing men out there lots of them who don't want younger women they actually want oh, yeah you know, who are older, and they can have good discussions with and it's not that there's anything wrong with those younger women, they just haven't gone through life enough yet to be able to converse about the same things as us. But also, there are men who take the time to write profiles to read your profile. Yeah, not always what you think. And so hearing you talk about this personally, because coming from my mouth is sometimes it's hard for them to believe, right. But coming from the man himself, it's refreshing for women to hear it.
1: That yeah, it I, would, I would I would get women who would not put pictures up and I would say, how come you don't have a picture? And they'll say, Oh, you probably won't like it. And I said, Well, you're not gonna know if I like it until I actually see it. I said, I would always tell people, I like all different kinds of women, tall women, short women, bigger women, small women. I said, I like all different sizes, you know, I and, and they said, well, I don't look like a Barbie doll. And I, and I would say, well, if I wanted to play with a Barbie doll, I'd go to Toys R Us. I don't want a Barbie doll.
0: <laughs> I, I,
1: want a, I want a real woman. That's what I want to do. You know, I, I, want, I want to be with someone who's real, not some piece of plastic who's just going to stare off into space, you know. So, so yeah, yes. Just, uh, but and that's just another case of people having a hard time with with being comfortable with themselves. Um, yes. Or they're actually able to go out and, and be so, be something for someone else. They have to be yes. comfortable in their own skin and just be who you are. And, and, if, and if you feel as though you're going to be embarrassed in that way, then 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 at that point, you're still you're just not ready to go out and and, and be with anyone at all. You have to you have to feel good about yourself and 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 find the, the people who are, are are going to feel good about you. You know, I mean, but uh, but again, and until you're in the right state of mind to do that, then the best idea for you is, is to not do anything at all until you exactly in that state of mind.
2: Exactly. And that's why one of the things I do is I deal with disabled people too, because I mean, I was there and I just couldn't, like, I just kind of watched for a while. I didn't go on and talk to people because I did have that insecurity um, way early on. And, and it wasn't until I was, ready, right? But yeah. I want to work with people to build up that belief back in themselves that you are still a great person, you're still the person you were just because yeah. you have a disability, right? But you have to have that belief in yourself because it w- just won't work when you're dating, yeah. right? You don't believe in yeah. yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. Um, so that's, that's, you know, very much part of the process. But also, once you're in that relationship, like, what I do is like for people who are already in a relationship and they have that sudden trauma that happens to people with illness. You you've been through this, I guess, is it's, it's very, sometimes you feel a little bit invisible and like people just don't know what you're going through. Right. And it's, and sometimes there's intervention that's, that's needed a, for the person themselves to understand that other people just don't know how to deal with you. It's not that they don't, believe you or they're not there for you. They just don't know. They can't fix it. So they just don't know how to deal with you.
1: Right. Yeah. Because when we look at, we look at each other, we always just look at each other. What's on the outside, but you can be talking to somebody and on the outside, they look great, but on the inside, they might be screaming to get it out outside of their own body and you just can't figure it out because because we don't take the time to try to figure that out. We just, we look for the, uh, for, for the, uh, everyone's out there looking for the shiny toy and then when the shiny wears off, you know, because there's actually a person inside of that shiny toy, then they go, mm, you know, and then they walk away. But then they yeah. don't take the time to figure these things out. They want to, because in the in this world nowadays, we have uh, we have given everyone the opportunity to get the quick fix for everything. And there's not yes. a quick fix or there's not a there's not a quick relationship that's going to happen. You have to you have to learn as as everything in your life you're. You're learning everything in your lives uh, because uh, life is just not meant to be easy. If it was meant to be easy, what would be the point of living? And at that point, if you were given everything in your life, then you wouldn't appreciate the things that you do have in your life. So, so you have to learn to find out what does work for you uh, so you can learn to appreciate it instead of just trying to get something like that, you know, because like yes. I remember the day, I mean, sure, you remember the day when, when, when you wanted to get on the Internet, we had something called dial up. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and now they don't. They just they want it like that, and they want everything like that. And it just does. It's things that work out don't happen. Just like that. You have to learn something from it. You know, if you if you win a million dollars, the point of winning a million dollars is not just getting it and spending it on yourself. It's about what you're actually supposed to do with it. Same thing with a relationship. When you get a, a golden relationship, it's about what you're actually going to do with it. Not just having somebody on your arms they you can show off to everybody else. Oh, look how pretty it is. Exactly. So what? You know, pretty exactly. doesn't isn't going to solve all the problems you have other issues that you're going to find out with each person uh, if you take the time to do that but if you're just going upon based upon looks i mean we would all be walking around with a christy christy brinkley or something like that but you know i mean what kind of relationship she's had as has her good looks for made that work out for everything she has no
2: no it 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 usually doesn't, to be honest, um, usually the people who are like, well, especially women who are really good looking, like they usually, it, it's harder. Like I know people won't believe that, but often men won't even approach them. Right? right. So it becomes quite difficult or the men who do, do want just a trophy. So yeah. it it's, people don't realize that like it can be difficult. It can be very difficult um, especially this is also like kind of a separate issue, but for professional women, like the world is different, right? Women are more powerful now, right? And they're, you know, in business, they're in a sense putting on male hats, like they're bringing out their male energy. We all have male female energy, but usually females have 80% female energy and males have 80 percent male energy and but when females now are at work often they feel they need to put on that kind of male side in order to compete not that we necessarily have it kind of feels that way but the problem with dating is that now often females will forget to take the hat off
1: yeah and and they still compete in the relationship and you shouldn't have to do that you know
2: and it's and it's hard right because the only way that a male female attract and it has nothing to do with even if you wanted to the only way males and females attract is if there is actual it's like a magnet there actually is male energy and female energy if there's two males going on two male energies going on
1: they repel and then
0: yeah. if there's
2: female energies going on it repels so you right. need if
1: you have two yeah, alphas there yeah. all the time and that's just not going to work out very well so
2: i mean i was sorry i went on Different topic, but it is no, an good. important topic because I, I hear that a lot. Like, why do my dates never work out? And it's like, it's not that you have to dumb it down. But I'm not, definitely not saying that because I hear some of them, they go, are you saying I have to dumb it down? Absolutely not. <laughs> you don't, you can still talk about your profession, you know, how successful you are, but you just, you have to soften a little bit. It's not a job interview. It's not like you still have to bring out those feminine qualities and you have to let the man in and make him feel like he does have a role to play because what happens is subconsciously the man's processing going, I don't have a role to play in this relationship. And men need to feel like they are playing a role. Like they are in essence, men are helpers and they need to feel they're helping you in this relationship. They are helping you.
1: Yeah. yeah, My role turned out to be for my wife. She said that she married me because, because I make her laugh. So, uh, yeah, my role was being one, son, one funny son of a bitch, but, uh, but, uh, but I'm, I'm that way with everybody. So, you know, that's why I just, you know, be, be, uh, again, with me being I have no filter, you know, uh, you know, people are going to walk away, but a lot of people just hang out because they want to see what that, what comes out of my mouth next. That's all but uh but yeah you, i personally you,
2: love that i like when people just speak their mind
1: yeah i like I, I speak my mind for everybody because i was like i'll be in the, the group of guys and go ah oh, i just said something pretty funny and then and the funny part about it is is i could say it because i don't give a shit and you wanted to say but you won't say it because your wife is next <laughs> to you but uh yeah I'll, I'll say things for you so you just stand there and i'll, and I'll have a discussion with your wife about you so uh, it'll be great but uh yeah people people yeah i i I don't give a crap. I, uh, I, I've gotten to a certain, even earlier in my life, but I've gotten to a stage in my life where, you know, I, I've earned the right to say whatever, what the hell I want to. So, uh, yeah.
2: Good for uh, you. Yeah. You it, a lot we, less stress, to be honest. Yeah, because because really if if we
1: actually expressed ourselves in a true manner, then people would know where you stand with each other. And then, and then you could figure out. Who your people are, because that's what it's about in in our lives is finding our people and our finding our tribe that works for us, and and uh, and getting rid of the people who don't work for us. You know, if you have yeah. negative people in your life, the only reason they're in your life is because you allow them to be in your life. You need to exit those people and then put people around you who do help lift you up and help support you, and you vice versa for them. And everyone else just balls by the wayside but you have to figure that out but uh, yep, yeah yeah if, we if we were more forward if we were more truthful and honest with each other in this in this world then we wouldn't have such atrocities going on in this world with each other you know yes
2: yes but you know sorry i went i went off there a little bit but part no, of the you're fine. then is once you know once you're, you're out there dating and you've got those skills and you're starting to date and you you know you're starting to meet people who are actually interesting it's also establishing boundaries. like People don't realize how important boundaries are and, and setting those yeah. actually even up front. like Because most people have flexible boundaries.
1: They yeah, I, I, my my boundaries affect. are as flexible as like Gumby, but yeah, I get
2: it. It's, I mean, it depends on the person. Like Maybe for you also, it doesn't affect you that much. But for a lot of people, when they start bending their boundaries all the time, it, yeah. it, they lose respect for themselves. And oh,
0: absolutely
2: especially women, like they will often lose respect for themselves and often sometimes the, the men will lose. Okay, for instance, let's just take sex into the equation. Okay. And there's no judgment here. Like, Hey, if, if, if both parties want to have sex, like on the first night, great. you both want to like, I, there's no judgment from me. Okay. But
0: you know,
2: me. like, Hey, like I I, 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 that's what both people want to do. It's fine. But reality is sometimes I think we all know, that sometimes when people are looking for a serious relationship, and it sex happens, sometimes it and it can happen both ways. But sometimes all of a sudden, that person goes off the the I'm going to take you home to mom list. Right? Sometimes not always. Okay, not always. But sometimes but And and often, sometimes that person will have had that as a boundary. I'm not going to sleep with them, but then it's a bit of a fear. I really like this person, and if I don't sleep with them, I might lose them.
1: Yeah, they get that pressure.
2: But in actual fact, the the man in this scenario would actually have respected them. They're, they're still going to sleep with them because they, they wanted to sleep with them. <laughs> but they actually would have respected them more, and actually they would have had a better chance of staying with them long term if they hadn't done that. And again, there's no judgment. It's just that sometimes it's just what happens, right? But if you've taken it a little bit slower, and just kind of worked up to it a little bit, maybe even if it was a second day, to have that boundary, again, I'm I'm not saying that you can't sleep together, sometimes it works out. But anyway, to make a long story short, I think whatever that boundary is, I think it's important to define and to to stick to it. What are you okay with? Maybe some people want to talk once you start to date, some people it's important to talk by text a couple times a day or by phone. Some people want to have a phone call every day. Some people don't want to, right? And yeah. or with kids, like I'm not going to even introduce you to the kids for a year, like. So it's important to kind of establish those boundaries, and then after you've dated for a while, there's some maybe important to share with that person. That's all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you should put you should put all that out there exactly what the what the way you want it to work. And I wish there was a almost a sheet that we could sign for each other. Okay, what do you want out of this? Okay? I want, oh do we do I need to text you each each day or or I don't have to text you all the time, or how many calls should we have, or how many letters should we send to each other? that type of thing? Yeah, if we almost had a checklist, it would make things a little bit easier. But people are, are sometimes just excited to the fact that, hey, I'm actually going out on a date and no and then, and then they just get caught up in it in that way. But uh yeah, you know, it would it would make it a little bit easier if there was like a, a dating checklist that you could have and then Yeah.
2: I mean, I, well, I have a dating profile template that will soon be available on my site when I could send it to any of your viewers and it does kind of define what you need. Um, but I am a big believer in having that conversation with the person about what you need. I mean, you could write it down, but I believe in having that conversation. But I also have like, once you are in a committed relationship, I have a love contract where you each put down what you need and agree to in the relationship and you review it. Yeah, because when it's front and center like that, you—it's amazing how you won't break it as easily. Like you yeah, two come to agreement, this is how our relationship is going to operate.
0: Yeah,
1: right? one, one of my uh, one of my checks on that list would would be uh, if you're a loud girl. Not happy. Uh, <laughs> like I would go to a bar with them and they'd be drinking and going woo hoo and all this stuff, and then talking real loud, and, and I'll be like. All right, this isn't going to work for me because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have I have a sense of humor and stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, you're just way too loud, way too out there, way too having to be the center of attention. Yeah. yeah. You
0: know,
1: you, if, if you're the center of my attention, that's great, but if you're trying to be a center of attention to everyone else's while we're trying to be on a date, no, that's yes. not going to work yeah. out for me, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm... I'm I'm not sure what my uh, my list would be, but I'm sure my list would actually be uh, pretty, pretty long, I think. But uh, but I always uh, when I would have my profile, you know, I I would always say this is the type of uh, person I'm looking for. And this is the type of person that I am. And uh, but uh, I I mean, like I said, I'm I'm a motorcycle rider now and uh i would always say that within my profile hey i like to ro- ride a motorcycle i like to ride my motorcycle a lot and i would say in there if you're having a, a problem with me doing that that i know already this is not going to work out and uh but uh some of them would just go ah, oh, i guess it, it, it'll be okay and then when they found out how much i like to ride my bike they were like oh but i mean i want to do this and this and this i said well then i guess that's not gonna work out have a great day
0: yeah so, yeah yeah
1: but, front. yeah but uh but I would also want them to be upfront as well and, and tell me about the things that I like to do because, because again, if, if we're always doing the same thing, we're never going to have our, our separation or, or what we would call our me time. Every, everyone needs their me time. You can't just do everything together. But you know what? I enjoy doing a lot of things with my wife that she introduced me to do, and now we do them together, so... But uh, you're not going to find that out again unless you put yourself out there.
2: No, it's absolutely right. Like I have discovered a lot of new stuff with my partner and he's discovered like the whole world of self-development, <laughs> which he would never have like got into before. But, you know, it's um he's totally been willing to go down that path because it's something obviously in my line of work that's important to me. Right. Oh, but I don't true. make him do that all the time, obviously go crazy, like, you know, a little bit too much so there's a you know a little just a little bit of that right but he loves sports so you know I I don't mind watching sports with him sometimes as long as it's not an obsession where we have to like we can never have a Sunday without
1: yeah uh, I don't watch sports I don't like sports I don't have nothing to do with sports uh yeah Yeah. not one bit one bit but uh, early on in our relationship, my wife likes to take like to take trips and go places, but I won't get on an airplane because uh, because airplanes crash. And then that thing you put around your neck that they say is a floating device becomes a bobber for the sharks. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm not going to do it. But uh, she went on a bunch of trips without me, and I was
0: perfectly fine with it.
2: But you trip. see, that also is that's why I talked about having that conversation, because say it was really important to her to have that person who travels the world with her. Right. Like, and, and you did, guys didn't have that discussion until you were married. Then it was like, well, what?
1: Yeah. yeah, no, we we discussed that early on. I was like, yeah, I don't want to go to a bunch of countries of uh, where those countries hate Americans. So, you know, because a lot of them do. So, you know, they're going to they're going to run you over the coals with everything they do. So, yeah, yeah it's just a, it was a flying aspect because. Uh, I've only been in a, an airplane once. And by the time we got out of that airplane, it was a little two seater. We were coming in for the landing and he said, okay, I've got to shut the engine off. And I was like, what the hell do you mean by that? And he said, oh, we're just coasting in. And I was like, oh, my, and yeah, you know, my, my fingers went like this. Ah, and then, you know, I had to pull my fingernails out of the wood and uh, yeah, never, never got on another plane after that. Cause uh, screw that shit. But, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, uh, yeah, no, no, and and I'm a little bit claustrophobic too, so you uh, that would not not work out too well for me. But,
2: but we all have our thing, right? And that yeah, we do. That's that's important. Like that's kind of the last part is that once you meet that person and nurturing the relationship. Like one thing I I do like is personality assessments, and I and I do really believe it's important to really like understand what makes your partner tick, right? Right. Um, things become so much clearer and make so much more sense. And you can have a lot more patience for that person when you really understand that they're not doing certain things to annoy you. It's, it's, it's who they are. Like it, when I started to understand some of these personality assessments and I did it for instance, with my partner and I, I like, he's very, um, organized, very, um, he likes to plan. He likes to, you know, when we first got together, he kind of had like a process for everything, he had a plan. <laughs> and I'm more of a wow. yeah. kind of see to my pants. Like I kind of like to just change things up and like what do I feel yeah. like today? Like I'm kind of more that person.
1: Yeah. Well, you're today. every day that you wake up, you're walking into the unknown because you know you want to make plans for some things, but that doesn't always work out.
2: Well, I've also realized that you can never really totally plan for life. I certainly have realized that. And I find that actually kind of exciting now. But at first, I used to think that's kind of why is he doing that? Like, what? Why? Like, I didn't. I really didn't understand. And then I did WTI. this. Assessment. Yeah. Like I was like, what? It was like in the beginning, I was like, I don't get it. I really just don't get it. And so then I did this assessment that I had on my family on him, and it turns out I'm surrounded by these people. I'm like the anomaly. Like all everybody around me is like these. It's called blueprint. They're blueprints. Like they like to plan. They like to have things organized. They like to and but it's actually what drives them, right? And then I'm, I'm actually a nurturer, but I'm also an action. So I like to have fun and I like to nurture, which makes sense for my profession. So, but it made so much sense then, once I understood who they were, once I understood who I was and we shared it, it was like, okay, so now how do we meet in the middle? Like, I understand now that you need some structure and stuff, but not that he's not, fun. he's a lot of fun too. I don't wanna make it sound like he's boring or anything. he's not but I understand that you need, you like to have some structure and some planning, but I also like to change things up and to do some spontaneous stuff. So, and I'm very sentimental. So everybody who knows me knows that don't ever give me a card with just signing your name. Like I don't care about gifts. I really don't, I'm not at all materialistic. I like cards, I like written words.
0: Yeah,
1: just stuff. Yeah, show me something, tell me something. Don't just write something on that somebody else got you a Hallmark card for.
2: Yeah, no, I everybody who knows me knows I'm highly sentimental. That's the best gift you can give me is a sentimental gift. I'll cry every time. Like I that's what I care about. But so he's understood. Like in the beginning, he'd just call in, he'd like, you know, pick something up from the grocery store, he'd do like a chore, which I do really appreciate, but the sentimental things are what really gets me. Right. Oh. So, and I, but then I realized for him, it's like, if I, if, if we do some planning, or if I, if I do help him, like by saving some time for him or do it like that, that really makes him feel good. Right. So by learning what drives your partner, it, that's how you make the relationship work and you meet in the middle. So you don't, you can't always operate with the way that makes you tick. Right, which right. is how we most of us operate. We we assume the other partner is just going to like what we like, so we try to do stuff for them that we would like. When it should but be the opposite we're, we're way. We're hoping
1: we're hoping that they would like it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it just doesn't work that way. And and now, like after you've been with someone for a while, it starts to rub off. So I would say we're both kind of now a bit of a combination of the two. Like, and frankly, it's it's healthy because I, to be honest, I could I, I'm a very neat person. But I'm not like, if you open my cupboards, I'm not necessarily highly organized, <laughs> but I'm very neat. Like, you'd never guess. You'd walk in there and you go, wow, that's super neat. But, yeah, my cupboards could use some organization, but he's rubbed off on me. Like I'm like, I could use a little more organization and planning in my life, and he, you know, I rubbed off on him. He could lose use a little more spontaneity and stuff. So yeah, now
0: I'm ex- same thing with my wife and
1: I. She was very organized, and I was very unorganized, and I kind of rubbed off on her. Now she's a little bit less organized. Or that type of thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, I myself don't have any blueprints. I do have fingerprints and a picture, and you can usually find that <laughs> in the post office wall. But uh, that's something different. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, but it's it's finding out about each other. But
0: yeah.
1: you're not going to find out unless you put yourself out there in order to want to find out. And and uh, yes. and there there's there's much more uh, complexity to people than. You know, just like we're talking about, just good looks or just having a sense of humor or something like that. There's much more to it, Um, and but it does take time in a relationship to to find that out. And you you don't want to go into a relationship and then all of a sudden, you know, six months down the road, you find out something that was complete and total surprise. And then you're like, oh no, now what do I do? I have feelings for this person, and yep. because relationships are basically. Uh, I have a bunch of baggage, and you have a bunch of baggage, and once we put our bunch of baggage together, we have a big pile of baggage. Now, we have to decide whether or not we want to do this through the rest of our lives together, or just continuously be concerned about our baggage, and uh, it's not important, you know, you just pick up all your bags and go on a vacation together, that's all. (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, that's why it's important to try to deal with as much as you can I mean, you'll never get rid of all the baggage you're absolutely yeah, right no, never do no, it but no. what that's why before you start dating deal with what you can at least right don't yeah. go in with completely yeah, and, down and, right
1: and, and go in with again with your list of things that you uh are looking for and make sure that yeah. uh, uh they fit all that you know uh i remember there was a, a song out years ago called uh, uh all about the bass no treble and that's for me you know because you know if you don't have a booty we're not even going out sorry but uh but because uh, yeah we, we all have our preferences, but uh but uh yeah you just have, you have to find what you think is good in some aspects but you have to be open enough to find out find out if there are other aspects about that person that you're also going to uh enjoy and appreciate
2: yes no you're absolutely right so, Daniel, I'm anxious. I'm going to ask you a question, but I'm anxious. Oh, boy, to here we
0: go. Yeah, I'm yeah,
2: anxious to hear about your book because I, I didn't know you had a book, and I don't really know enough. Like, tell me. Uh,
1: the book is uh, is is called it's, – it's Daniel Jackson and my awakening as a spirit medium, and that's what I do for a living. I'm a medium. I I, I, I see, hear, feel, smell, and communicate with uh, what we call – uh well dead people I see them all day yeah. I've seen them ever since I was a child uh all the way up until now and, and I just never knew why until I put uh I I started my wife who went away on vacation for two weeks and had some adventures and then I had uh adventures in my house uh that uh, everything that you could ever think of or see or hear or hear about uh that was in a scary movie went on in my house for two weeks while she was gone and uh And I was just, it was them testing me to see what I was going to do with it next. Was I going to continue and and, and maybe try to move forward and and work with this and see what it all meant? Or was I going to shy away from it and just push it away? And I chose to move forward with it. And, uh, And through that and making contact with others who were able to help me, I found out that I was a medium. And uh, I see spirit and hear spirit and spirit feel them, smell them, all that stuff, and communicate with them. And I can, and in such ways like that. I don't necessarily, uh, even though they do talk to me all the time, regular spirit. But that's not who I get my information from. I talk to what we would refer to as archangels, but they are not men with wings. They don't have wings. They're not flying around. They're not fighting a battle in heaven or all that crap. Uh, uh, but they are here to help us and that's who i communicate with and that's where i get all my answers from and uh, as i tell people they are the right hand of god so if you get an answer from me you're getting an answer from god but not everybody wants an answer from god because they don't like it because they want to use their own ego for stupid shit so uh, but uh, yeah so I, I wrote a book on my story of of my whole entire life seeing spirit and all this stuff yeah, In the very beginning, my family, my rest of my family saw it as well. But I I was the only one who really kind of continued with it on because it just it was with me, because no matter where I go, no matter what I'm doing, spirit is around me 24-7. As I tell people, do you want your house to be haunted? Invite me in and it will be in 10 minutes because everywhere I go, they are. So uh, so I wrote a book about it, about all my experiences and then coming up through uh, to, to the point where I am now becoming a medium. And, uh, and then there's at the very end of the book, there's 25 messages that were channeled messages that things that God wants us to do. And I wrote them down. The funny part about it is when I submitted the book to the editor, the only thing that did not have to be edited were those 25 messages because they didn't come from me. So I, I just wrote them down as they came in and I wrote them down and that was it. Everything else, my writing stuff. Oh my God! It was a mess. It was it was just long ass paragraphs because I don't know how to write and and uh, and uh, everything was uh, just uh, a mess. But I have a friend who is also a medium who uh, who is an editor and a ghostwriter, and she turned it into a book for me. And uh, and it actually just became available on Amazon yesterday, but we haven't announced it yet. Uh, oh,
0: congrats! And,
1: uh, yeah, because we because we want to get uh, a, quite a few copies for ourselves. Because I have people who I do readings for people, but I also do a live show and I let people come on Facebook and just ask questions randomly for nothing uh because I don't charge them. Because you know, don't have to. Why should I? So I mean, I, I charge people for when they do readings and stuff like that because it, it's a personal thing and it takes time out of my day and stuff like that. But even if a reading lasts for three or four hours. I don't give a crap because what's important for me is to get them the information that they need to give them some peace and some clarity to their lives. So, uh, cause I'm, I'm all about that. I'm all about trying to help people as many, as many as I can, uh, because that's, what's important in this, in this world, we're here to help each other. And, and that's what our purpose is. Your purpose is not becoming a doctor or a lawyer. Your purpose is you're here to help each other just for the sake of helping, not just because you can, but because we should, because, we're all in this together we got to take care of each other we need to learn to take care of each other and, and get this figured out but i'm not <laughs> doing such a good job lately but yeah that's what my my book is about my story but the the main part about my story is for anyone else who's going through what i went through my entire life and then having to figure this out i always felt like i was alone you're never alone and you can find those people if you reach out and find your people and that's my my main story as as far as that goes but so uh spirit actually brought me a message in um meditation they showed me this man who looks similarly like me because they show me in either film like a like an actual running film like it's like real time or cartoons and this was a cartoon of a man writing on these scrolls and i'm i'm when i meditate i'm actually able to talk to them like i'm talking right now i don't have to go home and do all that bull crap because that's bull crap so uh, and i see see him there writing this stuff down on like these scrolls and i'm like hey he's writing something and then when i said that they, all of a sudden a, a picture of a piece of paper was in front of my face and i had my handwriting one. i was like but you want me to write a book or something? And then I got yes, write a book in my mind because that's how it comes in because I either get, my thoughts are no longer mine. I'm only like right now as a person, I'm only 15% me. Everything else that comes into my mind is them. Uh, and they also touch me on my face for yes and no answers. I get touched for a no, it feels like a tears running down my face. And, then for a yes and for a yes, I get touches on my forehead or different places on my head. It feels like blood dripping across my face. I, when I first started out, it was only two I'm up to 36 and I know all their names and I know who's doing it when and all that stuff. But uh ah, but yeah, so they fun. uh they showed me this and I said write a book and I heard yes and I said what about and I said about you. And but I didn't write it right away because uh life was getting in the way. My my mom was very ill. Her mom was uh very ill and her mom passed away. My mom passed away. And so life got into the way, but I'm glad I didn't write it at that moment because a lot of things that happened in that time were parts that actually became part of the book as well. So, but uh, yeah, we just found out that writing a book, I mean, as you know, because you're an author, you, you know, it's not easy, the processes that you have to go through and we did a self-publish and went on Amazon, but you have to—they have a, a program that you have to make sure all the cover looks right and the back cover looks right, and you have to have as much bleed over and and all this stuff. And that took that took a month. Getting it edited took about two months and. And going back and forth with the editor, and they would send us stuff. We'd have to make sure everything was correct. And then we got a couple proofs of the book. And even with the proofs of the book, that wasn't right twice. And yeah, it's just uh, a—it's a process. process. But But
2: it must feel amazing now you have this out. And yeah, now now I can call myself.
1: Yeah, my wife said, "Now you can call yourself an author." And I'm like, "I'm not. I I just—I just—I wrote what." You know, what happened, and then I wrote this other stuff that they wanted me to put in there, and um, here it That's is.
2: Fantastic, and, and it, it's yeah. so interesting. Like I do believe in that, and but I wish I always wish I meditate all the time, and I keep wanting to hear something, and I'm like, how come I can't hear anything? But I don't I have uh, so much
0: noise.
1: Well, yeah, the, the the reason we we can't always hear hear things or get messages is is because. As they tell me, in order to get clear messages, you you must have a clear mind. And if you always have noise going on in your brain all the time of of your world around you all day long, and if you can't get that out of your mind, you're not going to get clear messages for that. Uh, And it's not always easy to do when meditation, I used to say the word empty out loud like 10 times and then say in my mind 10 times just to empty my mind out. But it would take still like 45 minutes to get into that moment that 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 clarity uh sense in your mind uh but uh i found by uh, going to a massage one time she was playing some meditative music it was called binaural beats oh um, yes yes yeah, that. She, she said she showed me she showed me on youtube and and then i would put that on my phone and then put that on a little bluetooth speaker and i put it in the corner of the room so it would resonate throughout the room engulfing myself and that's what your soul is based upon, resonation and vibration. And uh, when that would come through me, I was in like that. And I was When I was at the massage, I closed my eyes, she turned it on, and... I was in and I was seeing everything that would take me 45 minutes was now took me seconds. And I was in and I was like, wow, this is cool. So that's the way that I do it now. And that's the way I try to recommend it. And I, I've had people on my show who teach uh, people how to uh, meditate in, in different ways and stuff like that. But uh, that's the way it works for me. But just like in in that is the same thing like that we've been talking about with dating is what works for me doesn't always work for someone else. You yes. Know? You have to figure no, it out that. for yourself.
2: Yeah. No, I've, I mean, I've tried so many different techniques, but I think I just have to keep going. I just have to keep
1: trying. Yeah, absolutely. You got to find what works for you and then just, uh, again, do what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Just quit freaking doing it. That's all. And yeah. Then, until you find out what works for you. But obviously you have found out what works, not just for you, but for other people, especially yeah. in the, in the dating world. And, and that's awesome. And, and as long and you like you said, you have uh you have implemented uh, uh different uh I guess more or less like programs for people to follow along with. And, it, and it, apparently, I mean how how much what would you consider is your success rate along with uh, along those lines?
2: Uh well, that's a good question. Um I would say that's a mm. I've never really calculated that. Are
1: they getting um, married.
2: Oh, and getting married. Um,
1: are they staying of, together?
2: Uh, yeah, no. A lot of them are. A lot of them are still dating. So it's it's hard because you got to understand most of my the people I'm with were married before,
0: right.
2: and a lot of them don't necessarily want to be remarried. They just they want yeah. to have a partner. Like that's a pretty common scenario now is that people want to have a committed relationship, but they don't want to be married. Some don't even want to live in the same house again. They want to have a committed partner, but they want to have a separate life, so to speak.
1: Yeah, they don't want to repeat the same mistakes they've done before because they figured out that that stuff doesn't work for them. And it's... it's 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 kind of hard to actually throw yourself into something else and then try to do it all over again. Yeah. Cause we hear, we hear about the different people who have seven, eight, 10 uh, marriages, you know, and, and, yeah. just, you know, obviously marriage doesn't work for you. So I'm maybe you something is
0: different.
2: Or it, at least it doesn't, if you're don't change something. Right. But I, right. I would, I would say that the majority of um my client i would say at least 80 percent or now with somebody they're extremely happy with and someone different they never would have imagined
1: right right it
2: is definitely um but marriage i don't think that wasn't really the objective for the majority of them um they really did at least not at this time they really wanted to take the time to just enjoy the relationship they're open but they don't, it's not, I can tell you, it's nothing they would run into like anytime soon. They just want to enjoy that time with the person and also live their life. Cause a lot of them were in marriages for a long time. So yeah. they won't just take this time to be them and live their own life and see friends and do stuff. And then also have that coupled relationship.
1: Yep. Yep. I totally agree. So yeah. I've pretty much taken up enough of your time. I enjoyed this conversation. So tell my uh, my audience, my listening, my people who are watching, because we do a video as well on YouTube. Uh, tell them where they can find you. Because uh, even at the end of the video, we will put up uh, links for you and, and 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 so people can find you. But uh, I want them to hear it from your mouth.
2: Yeah, no, that's great. So they can find me at Path. So as we've talked about walking the path, P-A-T-H, number two, love.com. So path to love.com is my website. It is a secure website. So it's actually H-T-T-P-S, path Ooh. to love. But if you type in path to love, you will get there. Um, and I would love to offer any of your you know, viewers a, a free discovery call. Um, like you, I want to help people. I'm really not one to really watch the clock <laughs> per se. I tend to really yeah. give a lot more than I take. So I'd, I'd really love to just take the opportunity to really for any of your viewers who really want to find out what's holding them back from having that relationship that they really want. I would love to offer them a, you know, a free session to do that. Okay. So yeah, just go on that site and uh, book a call with me and that'd be great.
1: Yeah, I do the same thing where I help people who um, who feel as though they have some type of an ability as well. And I offer them a free call. They can come on. And, and as soon as I get on the phone with me, I actually know if they do or not, because I'm that I'm that kind of connected, because that's one of the things that they have me do is I'm able to be very aware of who actually has this and who does not. But uh, but yeah, in, in order to find that out, you got to have some interaction with people. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. I absolutely uh, appreciate you doing that for everybody. And uh, and again, I was glad to have you on the show. It was it was wonderful to talk to you and right. listen to your to your perspective on things. And and obviously, it was it uh, was pretty good that you lasted two hours listening to my jokes. <laughs> but uh,
0: it was
2: fun. Yeah. It was such a pleasure to meet you.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it's a good thing, and and this is something I we we usually do uh, the uh, uh, the supernatural metaphysical stuff, but we have also health and wellness, and I believe this is part of the health and wellness because people because your health and your wellness is going to be involved in relationship with each yep. other, so. Because we gotta, gotta try to be happy in this world, you know, and and like I said, you know, just try to do the best we can. But uh, again, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, thank you. Appreciate everyone out there listening to the show. And as always, uh thank you for coming on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, me and uh and having Allison on here. And this was great. And uh, as my message to everyone, as I always tell them, be good and don't do any stupid shit. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Boom, and that was it. That was that
2: was great. great. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was feel? um really a lot of fun. That was yeah,
1: uh, wonderful. Yeah, so. and when, when we get ready to uh to put this show out, I'll send a we'll send a link to you as well. Uh great. so you can do whatever you want with the link. We have a um we I I belong to a bunch of these podcasting shows uh on uh all these groups on Facebook and we we but we also our podcast goes out on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Google, all the big ones all the time anyway. And then I just promote the crap out of it. And, and we also have a dedicated website for our site, for our, oh, for our show too. So even when I do it, because I do interviews on other shows for people being a medium, because um, I, I my thing is when I do those, I I bring the truth to people. And, and that's what I do. Where, whereas I tell them, about all the things that are like that are on TV and movies that are just complete and total bullshit. Uh, <laughs> there's there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of bullshit in this. Like, like one of the things you hear people do, like uh they talk about in this business, it's called smudging. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, smud- as long as you're putting an intention out there, a good intention to to take get negative energy out of your space or out of your your world or your house or something that's great. But smudging is not going to work because that with the sage. Yeah, so with because sage. with sage, uh, I mean, seriously, because of, of the the place that they are in these energies are uh good ones and, and bad ones. uh, They no longer have a body. So they no longer have lungs and they can no longer smell. So the only thing that you're doing at that point is setting off your fire alarms. That's all you're doing. Mm, uh, that's
2: interesting. Because yeah. I, I bought sage and I was thinking of using it in my last place, like a lot of, I've had five floods at at three different places, like freaky, like where you would think there'd never be a flood. And people are like, that's weird. I think you need to go see a psychic. Like they're follow me. Floods follow me.
1: No, they don't. They just happen. <laughs> they just, it just happens where you are. That's all. And uh, yeah, the the sage thing, as long as you're putting the intention out, you could do that without the sage, but they want people just want to sell you sage because if sage actually worked, don't you think all the forest fires in the world would make all the negative energies go away?
2: Yeah, no, it's no. true. It's yes, true. No. I mean, I never yes. ended up. it, but yeah,
1: I... they don't. People don't think I'm about right that stuff, but uh, yeah, they they don't. The only way that you can make negative energy going away is by putting positive energy out there. That's the only way, because in, in the sense of things, uh, it's like negative, and positive, you know, you you have, it's two magnets that just can't come together. And uh, so as long as you're putting positive energy out and being a positive person, negative energies and negative thought and all that stuff does not want to be around you because they don't want to be, they want to be around the negativeness because that's what they feed off of in order for that, those negative energies, especially the spirit to, uh, in order for them to survive in the realm that they are in, They need negative energy to to survive off of that. And in that realm, I'm able to see in both. I can see into what we call heaven and I can see what we call earth. There's no such place as hell. There's nobody there torturing anybody. There may be somebody walking around with with horns and a tail, but that's just because that's what he looks like where he comes from. Because if anybody thinks that we're just living in a world that only we have uh, sentient beings. No, I see, I see everything. I don't just see people. I see dogs, cats, horses, cows, fish, and everything from other places. So I see everything in spirit because there's something about me that I have as a medium that absolutely no other medium has in this world because it's only meant for just one. So, uh, but,
2: but. That's so, I find it so fascinating. Like, I really did feel like there was a strong spirit around me for a few years in my old home but i never felt like i used to be terrified of like i couldn't watch horror movies i was terrified of ghosts but but, no,
1: because when you watch those types of movies uh, that produces fear within you which is which is producing negative energy which these things are going to follow you around with and that's so why i don't it's you know.
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah. i don't but yeah it when, was, it was, and the the thing that was following around you was a man correct
2: I don't it's funny I thought maybe it was my grandmother but I
1: Uh your grandmother thought... is actually with you but your grandmothers with you for a different reason. Oh really? Yes. Do you know what spirit guides are? Yeah. Okay, and that's what your grandmother is here for you to do is she's actually here to be a spirit guide for you. So what you need to do in that sense is uh if there's anything that you know because you do, because your your grandmother actually sends put some signs up for you, and you pick up on. Especially sometimes uh they're telling me that you she puts things out, and you go, oh, that reminds me of my grandmother. She must be around. Oh, I'm not joking about that. She's around. She's around all the time. So what that means, in a sense, is okay. Your your grandmother passed away, and then she goes to heaven, and. Uh, uh, your, your grandma actually gets to stay. She's done. So she doesn't have to come back again. And that's the reason why she's actually a spirit guide for you. Because spirit guides are people who have crossed over, fulfilled their purpose, and don't have to come back again. and But they come back in spirit to help other people. And she's here to help you. But the thing about that is uh, the most important thing that I always think is most important is your grandma went to heaven. But she came back here instead to be with you. Heaven is a 100,000 times better than you can ever imagine it is. And she could be doing so much more. But instead of doing that, she chose to be here with you. I think that's pretty cool. But so what she can do for you is you you can ask for whatever particular sign it is that you want her to show you or that one that she shows you all the time. And you can do it in this way. You can tell her. Grandma, I want to buy a red car. There's this red car. She knows exactly what car you're going, going with because she's with you all the time. She never leaves. You could drive three hours away and she's still with you. She doesn't actually move. It's just you. We move. So you, sh- you say, I want to buy this red car. Can you show me the sign? And if she shows you to it once, two, three times, say if it's like butterflies and you see butterflies or you hear something about a butterflies and you hear a song that comes on says butterflies, you read a book and it says butterflies in it. What's happening at that moment is she, she is connecting with your soul, which runs your body because it's not magic. It's like a radio and a battery. If you take the battery out, the radio doesn't turn on. You put the battery in. The battery is your soul. That's, the, that's your power behind your battery. Your brain doesn't do anything except to run little parts. All your memories and everything, it's your soul. So uh, so what she does is connects with your soul and gets your, your soul to run your body to turn around and notice these things and pick up on these things, the things that the sign is that she's giving you. And when she's putting that out there and then you're picking up on it three or four or five or six, seven times, go buy the freaking red car. Oh,
0: that's, that's If great. you see
1: nothing, if you see nothing. Don't, don't do buy it. The no.
2: That's that's actually very helpful because like there are a few decisions I'm trying to make and I'm like I wish I knew the answer I don't want to ask
1: her ask her for the answer yeah or uh, if you need a quick uh, answer you could ask me right now I can get the yeah answer.
2: I while well, I'm trying to decide whether because I want to get funny enough I want to go on I feel like I need to be on YouTube I want to do a course. I want to develop a course and then absolutely. kind of promote it through YouTube.
1: Absolutely. So the answer, so the question you're trying to find is, should or should not do it? And I'm, and they're telling me that's going right across my forehead, saying, absolutely yes, you should do.
2: And should I take? There's this course that the only person I know that I kind of resonated with, they really teaches the whole component of how to do the two together. Yeah. Like there's different ones, but two together, it's fairly expensive. Um, And I don't know whether I should sign up for that course because I feel I need some direction to keep me on track.
1: Is it so? I'm asking them, is it worth it for you to take the course? And they're saying, no, not to do it. Yeah, because because, uh, even though the person who is putting the course on uh, knows they can get a lot of money for it, you could actually. You don't need to take a course in what you're doing. You can you can get the same information by again working with the same way that you're actually, what you're trying to do. Which means you could go on YouTube and find these things out. You may it may take you a couple of a couple of videos to do, but you can find it out instead of having to just pay one guy. It may take a little bit longer, but you'll find out everything you need to know by the same thing. You just you go into YouTube, you punch it in, and then you'll get different perspectives also and not just one. Uh, that's the way I we did it with um, with podcasting. My wife and I, someone contacted me a couple of years ago about doing a podcast, but they said to me that uh, they would produce the show, but it was going to cost me $14,000. And then after some rebates and all this, stuff, it came down to like 7,200 bucks. Did I have seventy two hundred bucks to spend on that? Hell, no, I didn't. So uh, I just figured, okay, it's done with. But then someone I know who was on a podcasting group got a hold of me and said, "Hey, you should join this group and check this out." And I did. And then when I found out all the information from that group that I could do this myself, then we got into it. We just we bought some equipment that we needed, and then after that, we started doing it. And uh, and we did the podcast, but I was also doing videos on YouTube. I have them there under Spirit Medium Daniel. And I talk about uh, why why we're here, what our purpose is, where you can find Spirit, all that stuff. And then we we did it on Patreon for a little while, but we just decided, nah, we don't need to do that. Went back to YouTube and then started doing the with the podcast. And this, the last six or seven readings I've done for people, are all from people who heard me on a podcast wow. I mean, podcast really gets i mean I, one of them was um man he was over i think in dubai and he heard me on a podcast out that way so it gets out there you know i mean i i did uh interviews last year i did over 100 interviews last year i know not all of them made it to podcast but what i did for them is when they would send me the link I would put the link on our page so that way not only could people hear me being interviewed on someone else's show but it gave someone else an opportunity to to promote their show and then people could listen to that and maybe find another show to listen to which which is yeah we're all just here to help each other in in that, in that sense but uh, but yeah they they the answer I keep getting as they keep touching me is, is you know don't pay for this course because you're just going to, end up you're going to end up paying a whole bunch of money and still not knowing exactly what to do
2: uh, that's good advice because i have been I've, I've bought a lot of courses over the
1: years and i'm yeah, like who do hasn't it, man
2: do it again i'm like i don't i know that i can do the individual components like i re, i'm a big researcher i'm always researching it's just <laughs> a matter of i get the problem with me is I'm, i work all the time probably too much but i get i'm like kind of like a you know a dog like Like this, and I'm like, oh, now I need to do this. I need to do this. So I'm always working on five projects at once. And so I thought if I sign up for this, maybe I'll just stay focused on one thing and finish that one thing instead of trying. That was the only reason, really. But I'm like, I know that I could probably figure this all out. I know I could figure it out myself because when you do,
1: when you're always working on five projects, how many of those five projects do you get done? None. Right, you don't. So that's the same reason why you have issues with doing meditation, because when you got all this mess going on in your mind, I got to do this. I got to do this and I got to do this. You're putting too many things on your plate and you don't have enough clearance or enough clarity in your mind to get anything done. So why? So why bother doing trying to get five things done when you could just work on one thing at a time? Get that done move on to the next one yeah because the because and that's everything in our lives if, if we put too much on our plate we don't get any of it done and then we think oh, i'll just got to put it up to tomorrow and then tomorrow comes next week and the next week comes next month and then no you could get things done but you have to do them one thing at a time and then when you're doing one thing at a time then you're not stressing out about anything else so
2: I know the answer to that. I know it. Like, yeah. I know it so strongly. And I don't know why I can't do it. I constantly get distracted. with have. why? That I ha-
1: because because the world wants you to think that you have to do everything all at once. And that and at the same time, wants you also to think that you're not good enough to do any of it, any of it. Yeah.
2: That's true. Why, do they,
1: why do they do that? Because they want to they want to remain in power and control over us. Because the best way to do that is keep everyone confused. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let, you just have to learn to let it go and, and just have to go. You know what? I have to restructure and restructure is doing one thing at a time and not worrying about anything else. Don't even plan for anything else until you get that one thing done and then you move on to the next one. It's just it's all it's all about learning to let it go. That's all.
2: Well, thank you for that. No, That actually is very helpful advice. And um, both those things are very helpful. To know and to
1: know yeah, my you got, you got this. lady. You you can handle it. You just have to do it a little bit differently. That's all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's great. I just you you mentioned a man though. I was curious. Do you see a man, a male spirit around me?
1: Yeah, let me take a look. I, uh, even though I'm looking at the video, I can see I can see if there's anyone around you. I'm looking around because I see more than one. <laughs> so, like when you look at your wall. Your wall is what white to you yep not to me so in my regular vision your wall is white and blue i see energy and everything so even when i look at you and look at your your um like um aura yeah i'm looking at your r your r is blue yeah with a little bit of orange in it as well you what does that google? mean uh, i'm not sure you should google that so uh um uh, but, it, but it's not a bad thing. If it, if it was red, that would be a bad thing. And I don't see anything red around you. And that's good because red is negative energies. You don't have any negative energies around you. Um, I'm asking them questions. At the same time, I'm, I'm looking at stuff. I'm, I'm actually asking questions in my mind and they're answering for answering for things. Uh, oh, uh, so the people I do see around you. Um, so... Uh, They're, they're just people who actually live in your home. Not, and not that a home needs to be very old, but the area. Okay. So we just, we just happen to put homes in places and spirit are already there because they lived there a long time ago and they just stayed and they go, Oh, I like this house. I'll just stay here. Um, the two people I see behind you, um, there's a woman, uh, on your right-hand side. Uh, She's got her hair kind of parted straight down. And you can see that part right in the middle of her head. Uh, Brown hair, green eyes, uh, kind of uh, small chin, little glasses on. And she keeps her glasses like that died when she was 83 and the gentleman that's uh standing here too uh also with his glasses down a little bit of hair on top uh now he's trying to move a, he's trying to move behind you now so i can't see you but i can see you anyway buddy uh and his hair is still very short cut to his head goes right around his ears uh kind of brownish little bit of gray in the hair um passed away after her when he was 87 um and passed away in the early 1930s i got my eyes closed and now i can see him even more clearly uh uh yeah they just there they're just there he is and but but he's that's strange he's got um that brownish grayish hair but he's got uh, he's got gray uh eyebrows uh but they just live there they're just there um and so they're just telling me i'm asking my connection uh that they just like you oh. and that's why that's why they stay there um i mean they're going to stay there but they like being around you because you're just a you're a positive high energy person and they, and they appreciate that because they were both very hard workers they had a farm in that area is why they're still there some of the animals that they had at that that point uh they still t- tend to because the animals stayed there as well. Uh, And these two people are just two people who have not crossed over into what we call the light. And uh, they just remained here because they just they were comfortable there. That's all they didn't want to go. Because in order for you to cross over, you have to let go of all your pain, anger, sorrow, guilt, anguish, all that stuff. But all you have to do at that point is just walk through the light and that's washed from you. And you go back to being a beautiful white light soul that we all are. Or you just remain here earthbound because you know when you wake up out of your body. Um, uh, so uh, I will let you in on the fact uh, that you you are on your return trip because we all come back many times. You're on life number 28. So you've been here 27 other times. You've had 27 other names, 27 other moms and dads, brothers and sisters, dogs and cats, 27 other astrological signs that don't mean shit because that has to do with your body and not your soul because your soul is from a non-physical place where your body is a physical place and the world and the stars are physical. Yeah, your mom and dad is really not even your real mom and dad because all that your mom and dad do are two things. They create the body. And uh, they raise you, your soul, they don't create that. And, And you are who you are because you choose to be that way. You make a choice just in the same way as if you were an alcoholic and i was your best friend i would say i'll take you to classes i'll take you to A.A., i'll keep you away from drugs and alcohol i'll keep you away from the bars and all that stuff but who doesn't like a good strip club because everybody does but you know yeah. I, but i will keep you away from that stuff but until you choose to stop drinking no matter what i say or do isn't going to make a difference about anything everything in your life is a choice that you're going to make and ultimately you're going to make the final decision on everything. But yeah, these these people here are are, yeah, you've been here 28 times. You're on number 28 right now. And you fulfill your purpose throughout your lives, but they just want us to do it a lot. But it's hard to do because they understand that life gets in the way. And that's why how do you how do you get get it done a lot? You just keep being brought back. That's all. Because no one lives to be 150 years old. At that point, it's going to hurt to pee, and who wants to be here for that? Nobody. Does. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, so you we just they just bring us back in bodies, and you learn different lessons, and uh, and sometimes you come back as a woman, and sometimes you come back as a man, and uh, you have been back as a man seven times, uh, but just uh, intermediately. That's all. But uh, you uh, you're learning lessons, and that's but. You're learning lessons in the body you're in, and that's what you're supposed to do. But nowadays people want to change parts. If you change parts, you're coming back again, because you because you were meant to learn lessons in this body, not change it into something else. So, uh, but that I don't make the rules. I just tell people about them. That's all. But uh, uh, because there are some certain rules, but not real big rules, because uh, God doesn't judge you. You can go home to heaven if you want to all you have to do is just want to because again like when you wake up out of your body and you get all the uh, you'll get all the perfect memories of your life here on earth but you're going to get perfect memories back of the other 27 lifetimes that you've had and when you realize at that moment beyond me telling you of all the times you've been here and you realize and you get all the perfect memories of all the lifetimes and everything that you did you may think to yourself I don't want to walk into that light because there's a chance i might have to go back again and maybe i don't want to so some of them stay here because of that or they just stay here for other reasons because a lot of the negative ones they've told me that there's no rules here and they're allowed to do whatever they want to so if they want to come through and antagonize you throw something around your room to scare the shit out of you because they think it's funny they will
2: well my radio in my old house like would turn on and off, my TV turned on and off, toys yeah. turned on and on, but I didn't feel funny. I didn't feel scared. No,
1: I was you know like, what, you know what they did? okay. They got your attention.
2: It, which was weird because I thought I would be terrified if that ever happened. I'd run out, but only I ever heard it. It was only ever when I was alone. Yeah. And, and then I was like, somehow I go, you know what? Somehow I know this is okay. I know it's a peaceful presence. Absolutely. It's all right. Okay.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. My wife and I hear it all the time. Sometimes we hear a radio playing in our home and our radio is not even on.
2: Yeah, mine wasn't on. Mine yeah. was turned off.
1: So where does it come from? Mm.
2: Well, that's the thing. I was like, okay, there's definitely something going on here because right. it was you, not
1: on. Do you like to listen to a regular, do you like to listen to the radio?
2: I guess back then, well, I do. Yeah, I like I like sure. music. So I like, they, I
1: don't, they know that because the way that they communicate with each other is the same way we would all communicate when we're all in that in that sense of being in spirit, which is telepathy. So they uh, and because they communicate with each other, they can read your thoughts and what's going on in your mind. And then they know what uh, angers you or upsets you, but they also know what soothes you, soothes you as well. And if They know that turning on the radio, or listening to the radio soothes you. They may do that. To let you know that hey this is okay and we're okay and we just want to let you know that everything's okay and 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 just to, so you so you will feel at ease so they want to see what you can see and can see and hear and feel and sense and all that so that you can get a sense for them to know that they're okay and you're as long as you're okay with it
2: that's it's so amazing because i i also knew like when my daughter was little I was so exhausted and we'd get up sometimes and we'd just go rubber tummy and go, shh, shh. But I had a baby monitor right beside me. And I was just feeling like if I could only get some help, I just don't know if I can do this anymore. And, and then all of a sudden in the mon, I went to go get up, it was like three in the morning and I was just feeling like that. And I heard in the monitor, she started to cry and I go, okay, here I have to get up and she'd never go back to sleep. And I heard in the monitor, shh, shh, right. And she went back to sleep.
1: Right. yeah,
2: absolutely it went. what what?
1: And you then I was why, sure. Do you know why that happened? because they were helping me. because you asked for help because yeah. that's what they want. they want us to acknowledge the fact that they are here and then they will help us if we ask for it. And you said so I you
2: think it was heard. my ex's uh, father. I was sure it was him who was helping us.
1: Oh uh, let me ask. yes it was. Yeah, I just, it just came right across my forehead. Yeah, I, I know exactly what's a yes and no. Like I said, if it's a no. Like whenever whenever when someone's talking to me when I'm doing interviews or just talking to regular people, I can tell when people are lying to me. Like I, I've done readings be- before and I did a reading for this couple these two women and the one woman I'd, I'd done a reading for before. So I did another one with her and then her girlfriend and then she started asking me questions. And when she did, First question I ask is, is she telling me the truth and I got no and I said So she's not telling me truthful questions. No, I said, she's telling me manipulative questions so she can get her own truth. And they said, yeah. So right then and there, I said, okay, we need to stop the we need to stop the reading. She said, why? I said, because you're not asking me truthful questions. You're trying to manipulate the questions to get your own truth so you can have some control and power over her because you don't really care about her feelings. All you want to do is control her and have power over here and make her do the things that you want her to do. And I said, I I, I looked at her and said, and here's your sign. And I said, so what you need to do is ask me some truthful questions and I'll get you the answers. So she did. And then I gave her the answers. But after that, she did this. She went. Mm-hmm. and I said, are you humming? I said, is she humming? She said, yeah, she does it all the, to me all the time. I said, you know why she's humming to me? Because she's trying to block me out. And that's what she does to you. Here's sign number two. Pay attention. I said, so I uh, so if you're not going to listen to me because the reason you don't want to listen to me is you don't like the truth, then we're done here. Have a great day. Here's your money. Bye-bye. And that wow. was it. Yeah.
2: But what a gift. I yeah. mean that's, that I mean it must be not always great to know what's no, happened like that, but it, it must be like some, very hard at times, but also yeah. must be a real gift to know when people are being honest with you as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, especially it's, it's nice to find out when the police are talking to me and they're lying.
2: <laughs> I would say so. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the, and the, the bad part about it is when I call them out on well, and they say, "How do you know that?" And I said, "Well, yeah, I have this gift, and yeah, I know when someone's lying to me. So I know you're the police. You should stop lying to me because that's not a good thing. Because I carry a gun too. So great. So, but uh, uh, yeah, but uh, it, it's it's uh, yeah. Everyone when I I talk to them, or I would go out and do festival circuits and do readings for people. They all say they want my gift. No, they only want the cool part of it. Yeah. They don't want the yeah. other stuff. They don't want the work that involves with it and doing the meditation. I don't have to do the meditation so much anymore because they bring me things when I need it. Or I close my eyes and because I I see spirit all day long. I mean, anywhere or everywhere. It's, it's like being for me. It's like being in a room with a thousand people, except nobody leaves and more just keep coming in. So you just get used to it. That'd uh, be I, great yeah, I got to take medicine to go to sleep because if I don't, they wake me up and want to talk to me and and they just talk about everything and anything. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's a a lot involved with it, but like I said, yeah, I don't have to do the meditation so much anymore because, uh, because they just hmm, come pop. pop. I go to sleep and wake up and know new things. I walk around and things just come in and I go, hmm, Oh, okay. So, and then I just know it. And, and, uh, but uh, I do still meditate sometimes, or sometimes I just close my eyes and and I see a message. It's it's, it's like it's already playing. It's weird. So, uh, yeah, I have, I have a lot going on. I'll, and a lot of stuff I have going on, I don't even tell people, because if I told the wrong person, they're going to pick me up and you'll never hear about me ever again. So uh,
2: I, I can only I, can, I can't I mean, I, I can only imagine what you go through. Like, like when you see certain people and you're walking along the street. Do you sometimes go, oh my gosh, I like
0: do
1: something bad and like yeah, well, you when, when I, well I asked I asked my spirit my guides if it's okay to talk to them because they know who, who I can approach and who I can't approach because some people have different religious backgrounds and upbringings and all that. And I know I, I saw a spirit one time I was in my uh, not one time but all the time, uh in this getting the new phone. And I saw this woman standing there. She had long, blonde hair. She had it pulled back in a ponytail. And she was showing me the ponytail. She kept pointing to it. And then she was pointing to the guy she was standing next to, wanted to talk to him. And I asked right away, I said, uh, can I talk to that guy? And they said, no. And I said, okay. So I t- I had to tell the woman in spirit, in my mind, I had to tell her. I'm so- I said, I'm sorry, but I can't approach him because he doesn't believe in that thing. And he's not going to listen to anything you have to say or what I have to say. I'm sorry, but your messages and she was in she was caught she was in the earthbound realm wanting to tell him and that's what she wanted to tell him something uh and she wasn't going to leave and cross over until she told him and i just told her i said there's no way he's going to listen to find a light but yeah yeah that they don't always not everybody wants to hear a message from people and but not all spirit wants to speak either. I mean, you, you have some spirit who will show you signs, but as I tell people, some spirit want to be heard and seen. Most of them don't, because they just don't. They're, they are now living their lives uninterrupted. They're happy. Yeah, they're happy. They're happy where they are and what they're doing, and they don't want to be bothered by anybody else who who thinks that they need to get get some information from them. I mean, your mom and dad may want to talk to you, but maybe they don't. And and just finding somebody like me doesn't mean that they still want to talk to you. They may not want to talk to you. They may send another some a relative to, to give you a message and somebody says, uh, I say to them, oh, well, your your mom and dad does not want to talk to you right now, but they sent your uncle to talk to you. Oh, but I didn't like my uncle. Yeah, but your uncle does no longer, where he's at does not hold those harborless feelings anymore. Just Get the message but some people can't get over that as well so it's, wow. it's not easy yeah
2: it, your job isn't easy because i can only imagine you deal with some pretty yeah. emotional people who've lost some people so important even sure yeah. they want to talk to them the entire time and yeah like
1: uh, like with what you do uh is is sort of the same thing with what i do is when you're talking with someone and trying to help them. It becomes a very intimate situation between you yes. and the person. So yes. uh, you have to you have to really listen and pay attention to what they're saying and what they're doing and 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 try to find some answers for them. And, and, that, and that's all the best we can do is, is And hopefully when you bring them the answers, because I give them answers all the time, I always tell them, if you want a message from God, ask, because I'll get it for you. But most people don't want to listen to that because they don't like the answer, because it's not the answer that they want. It's not always the answer you want. But it is the answer that you need, and people yeah. don't want to listen to that because they wanted something else. You know, I've seen a picture on Facebook of a a, a tarot card reader and a woman, and the person shuffles the deck and throws puts the cards out there, and the and the girl goes, "I don't like that shit. Shuffle it again." No, <laughs> that's, what, that's what your answer is. These are your answers. You're not going to find a different answer. It's not. It just doesn't work that way. I tell people all the time, I can only tell the truth one way. I can't tell it 50 ways until one way suits you. It's just this is the answer. If you don't like it, that's your fucking problem. Yeah. And if you don't want to follow through with it, again, that's just going to be your problem because these are usually people who don't follow through with anything. They get told things all the time, but they don't because they talk themselves out of it because they believe what they're going to talk themselves into is going to be something better, and it usually doesn't work out that way. Yeah. And they don't even pick up on the fact that it doesn't do that until I point it out to them and they go, oh, you're right. And I go, yeah, I know I'm right. You know why I'm right? Because I'm fucking right. And you're not because you don't listen. You don't pay attention. You don't follow through. Yeah.
0: Because
1: The one thing I always tell people is something you could use is I always tell people, don't uh, mistake my confidence as arrogance. I just know I'm right. Yeah. Because I'm talking to what we refer to as people who come to me are coming to sp- for spiritual answers. I'm talking to angels. I mean, archangels, there's a difference. There's You have God, archangels, what they call lesser angels because they have less responsibility. Then you have uh, spirit guides and then regular spirit than us and then low negative energy spirit. That's all. But uh, yeah, I'm talking to them and I'm getting you answers. I'm getting you an answer from God. And now you don't like it. What am I supposed to do? Try to go get you another one? No, that's the end. Yeah, no, no. yeah, I always tell people you you may not get the reading you want, but you will get the reading you need
0: that's all
1: yeah everybody's always unfortunately everybody's always looking for that thing uh you know i'm sure you've heard this before uh when am i going to find my soulmate or when am i going to find my the new term my twin flame people don't understand that a soulmate is not always someone you're going to fall in love with a soulmate is a soul that you worked well with back at home now you're both here you meet up again And it's not always someone you're going to fall in love with. Your soulmate could actually be your mom, your dad, your best friend, a cat, a dog. It's just someone that you connect with. That's all. It's the the connection part, as well as what you're trying to make with people. You're getting them to connect in a way that uh, we're sharing everything and together. And I should be able to tell you everything about me. And you should be able to tell me everything about you. And we work together and do this together in this life. And that's what soulmates are about. It's not all about... Because I, I love the people who say, "Oh, uh, Daniel, I found my soulmate." And I go, "Great!" And then I don't hear from him for a little while, and I see him two years later, and I go, "I go, hey, how's that soulmate? Oh, that piece of shit." And he's blah, blah, blah. "I go, I guess he wasn't your soulmate, was no. he? "Oh, I guess not." I said, "No, it's not." "No, <laughs> yeah.
2: no I, I don't actually use that term, soulmate. I, yeah. I, I use the term right partner or yeah, because they are. They, I don't use the word, term soulmate." "Yeah, you
1: don't need somebody perfect, you just need somebody perfect for you." Yeah. But it also
2: implies that then if something happens to that person that you can never find anybody else ever again.
1: Right. Like, no.
0: no.
2: That that's it and that your time's done. I met my soulmate because I've heard that before too. I had my soulmate, I was blessed with one, and now I'm I don't have the right to have anybody else. And it's like, no, you could be happy with someone else too. You were blessed to have that great relationship, but yeah. you could have another one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I tell people all the time, you know, if you ask someone out and they say no, all that means is they're not meant to be with you you're not meant yeah. to be with them and go find somebody else because why because there's nine billion other people out there yes
2: somebody there's not know, just right? one person for you in this entire universe
1: yeah it's 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 a bunch of fish in the sea not just one fish yeah. you know so yes, yeah. but people yes. Just, you know again they need to learn to listen and follow through with things and and listen yes. to their heart and listen to their gut feelings inside of you and when you do that
2: you oh do yeah that. no i'm a big believer in that trust your yeah. gut
1: just yeah, when you, when you as I explain it to people, when you're driving down the street and you see a car in front of you and you're and inside of you get that feeling that says don't pass the car, then don't pass the fucking car. But, you know, the people who don't listen, because later on in the day, you're at, your, you're at the hospital talking to your friend who got into an accident and they come up to you and they say these three words. And this is how, you know, they don't pay attention when they say, you know, I saw that car in front of me and I just knew when they say I just knew that means that was their soul talking to them or their spirit guys telling them not to do this. And they talk themselves out of it because they let the world convince them that they should talk themselves out of it because they're not good enough. Because we're all good enough to do absolutely anything we want to do in this world. We just have to have faith in ourselves and faith in the, in the fact that we can do that. But people don't uh, do that right. because, because the world convinces us we're not good enough. So stop listening to the world. Stop listening to yourself.
2: You are right, because it's guided me down a, the right path many times, but also you know, kept me away from a bad path many times when I did trust it and also saved me like a few times, miraculously saved me um, a few times, like from almost dying. I was like, wow, I did feel like I had an angel on my shoulder a couple of times.
1: Don't worry about it. Because Here's the thing. No one dies suddenly. No one dies unexpectedly and no one dies. uh, I I wasn't supposed to die or you died too young. No, one. you know, we all have them coming at some point. We're all ready.
0: Yeah, Uh, yeah. You just die.
1: Why? Because it's not, we are here for five seconds, five minutes, five hours, five days, five months, five years or 50 years. You're here for as long as you're supposed to be here. There's two rules in this world. As long as you follow the rules and you comprehend them, understand them, you're going to appreciate your life and everyone else's and your boyfriend's life more. And those rules are, number one, people die every day. And rule number two is, you can't change rule number one. When yeah, it's your yeah. time to go, it just is, no matter what. That's all. Yeah. You're, just, you're supposed to be here for as long as you are. Age is nothing because you just wake up and you go until it's time to not be here anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's, because Absolutely. some people live to be 50, and some people live to be 100, and some people live to be one, and some people were here for one day, and that's it.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, so so enjoy the time you have. Try to help as many people as you can, like you're doing. And uh, as I say, you know, be good and don't do any stupid shit. That's
2: all. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I really appreciated this conversation. It's so fascinating. And I appreciate your advice too. And um, yeah, keep in touch. I'm so. Um, yeah,
1: absolutely. Let me, get, let me get what's going on. Thank Here's you. And
2: I'm definitely going to pass along your information. It's so fascinating. I love it. So that's great. All right, lady. Well, thank you. Have a good rest of your day and thank say you. hi to your wife. And I will talk to you later. All right. Be good. Okay.
0: Bye-bye. bye-bye. This was Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson with Allison Verge in part two of Overcome the Obstacles to Finding Your Ideal Partner Without Dating Out. For more information about Allison, visit her at www.pathtolove.com, P-A-T-H, the number two, L-O-V-E dot Thanks for watching and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson.